When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. are listening to the urban sports scene and i'm wole and i'm your host we are waiting on the homie karita parks and if you don't know now you know karita parks uh is ceo of double take sports and three-point conversion washington commanders reporter um so you gotta check her out she's dope she'll be on shortly she got you know had to do some things but she'll be on eventually i didn't mention we are also part of Ampire Media, that's AmpireMedia.com. We would have had the show done on Tuesday, but I wasn't feeling too well. Would have had, you know, would love to have the homies with, with us to do Thursday show, but they couldn't make it, so it was working on my time. You know, I'm typically like the producer, director type of thing, so had to make it happen for yours truly. But first off, man, RIP Takeoff, man. Uh, you heard, you know, from Amigos Takeoff, you know, was shot and killed, so RIP to Takeoff, man. It's just, it's crazy, man. This world is dangerous out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know who's going to be safe. You know, especially, I mean, I feel like, you know, when you have money, you got to move different. Because, you know, people out here, man, they hunting for you. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's just, it's wild, man. What, what, time, what times we live in with a young brother at 28, you know what I mean, 28 years old, um, lost his life. And, you know, made millions of dollars successful, you know, generational wealth. And, you know, because of a dice game, you know, somebody wanted to, you know, pop off and, and and like take this dude's life, man. It's just it's wild, man. Again, it's wild with the days we live in. But again, man, prayers to his family, prayers to his friends, prayer to the Migos. You know, it's his his homies, and they they done this. They've been in the game doing big things, man. That's a brotherhood, man. So prayers to them as well. All right, man. Ant Papyrus Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders Insider John Kime, and Jones Football, hosted by Washington. Excuse me, hosted by USA Today Insider Mike Jones. Uh, so you can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Hey, make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Hey, click like, subscribe, like a bunch of videos, man. I'm serious, bro. I'm trying to get... You try and get you try and get these videos up there, man. I'm trying to monetize this whole thing. So, the the more you subscribe to our YouTube channel and the, the more you like our videos, man, you know you you're supporting the grind. And I know a lot of y'all support us, so that's that's just a way to support us without even you know forking over cash, man. This is free support. That's all we're looking for, anyway. Hey, um, this show can be found on Podcast DC. Low. 
the local app with hundreds of options in the local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Hey, don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. And you can also check out our weekly NFL picks on the Football Garbage Time website. Just go to www.footballgarbagetime.com. It's part of our Urban Sports Scene versus Football Garbage Time Challenge. Also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. We'll T would normally say this, but I'll say it for him. Let's get into our tradition. The pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about Daniel Snyder. Excuse me. I messed this up. I'm sorry. We'll talk about beating the Washington Commanders beating uh, the Colts and, and Daniel Snyder possibly selling the team and their upcoming games against uh, upcoming game against, excuse me, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. At 825, we'll talk about the, the tough stretch of Basketball games for the Washington Wizards. Finally, the World Series between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. Talk Nats. Kevin Nibley will jump on the show to talk about the World Series with us. Hey, Karita, you are on now. We have, I'm glad to have you on. Karita, what's going on? Oh, oh Karita, hold on. Oh, we, matter of fact, we're going to go on break. When we come back from break, we'll have Karita back on. You know... Young rich niggas, you know, so we ain't really never had no old money. We got a whole lot of new money, though. <laughs> hey! Raindrops, drop top, drop top, smoking no cooking the hot box. Cooking, fucking on your bitch, yeah, that, that, that. Cooking up dope in the crock pot, pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. Hey! I don't try nobody, grip the trigger, nobody. Call up the gang and they come and get gang. Cry me a river, give you a tissue. All right, let's do this again. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Bo Lay. We also have Karita Parks on the line. Hey, Karita, what is good? What's up? Okay, the world hears you now. We're good now. We're back in business, <laughs> man. We're back in business. I, it's good to be heard. I know, man. I was like, what am I doing? I'm like, what am I doing right now? So, Karita, we're going right into the commander segment. Like, we're in here now. You know what I mean? I already did mm-hmm. the intro and whatnot. So, Karita, yesterday, yesterday was lit, man. We found out that Washington <laughs> Commander's owner, Daniel Snyder, Hire Bank of America to possibly help sell the team. Then we then we had ESPN break the story that uh, that the U.S. the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Virginia has opened a criminal investigation into allegations that the commanders engaged in financial improprieties. Um, mm-hmm. So, for you, like, do you really do you think this is it? Are we getting snot out of here? Like, this is, is this going on? <laughs> It seems that way, but I am never, I can never say never with that man, right? So I'm more like, this is definitely seems way more definitive than things that I have seen in the past. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was news today talking about all the people who are interested in buying the team. I will say... He is in a situation, probably in one of the more dire situations he's been in, uh-huh. in the sense of, you know, you think back to when, with the name change, uh-huh. like he was getting so much heat, people, sponsors were dropping off, 
but I don't know if they ever hop back on or not. Uh-huh. But sponsors were dropping off, so that's money lost. So it put him in a position to where he had to be like, you know, I'm. He said he would never change the name, but that money talk, right? Yeah, money talk. So, <laughs> money real. Exactly. And then now he said he would never sell the team, but if I mean, if you think about this investigation, uh-huh. that sounds pretty real. It just a lot that has been going on where like his wife has had to be the face of the team because of all the allegations. She getting booed. It, right, she getting booed. <laughs> you got the owners meeting where the owners is coming for him harder than I think I've seen them yeah. ever come for him. So there's a lot of circumstances that I don't think he's necessarily faced yeah. that are at play at this point. So I do see this as one of the more serious um, moves he's made as far as potentially selling the team. It feels it. It seems pretty real. Yeah. But like I said, you just never know. <laughs> no, I agree. I think you never really know. But I think this. I think it's as real as he gets. Right. I just think that exactly. at this point in time, I, usually when he sends out a statement, like he sent a sta- he sent the statement. The team sent a statement out last um, yesterday about mm-hmm. you know the bank of you know Bank of America helping them you know. Explore all explore options. Op- options. Usually, you know, all options. All options. That- Usually, he will dead it and be like, "I ain't selling the team." In in that yeah. in that you know, in a statement like that, he ain't dead it. Like so, nope. I let me let me know. Like, all right, he he about that life. Like something about to happen. Like, and then all of a sudden, he, he he, right. then all of a sudden, the ESPN thing drops, and I'm like, "Oh snap!" And like, hold the first thing I thought to myself was like, "Oh yeah, he getting ahead of this. Like he getting ahead of this." Not that like, yes, I feel like now when that dropped, yeah, when right. that dropped. So first of all, to your point, the fact that that news came out and then the, the fact that the team, the team actually entertained it with a statement, yeah. let me know it was real. It was real, exactly. Right. But when that story dropped from ESPN, it was the same thing. It was like, oh, yo, this might be real for real because he's trying to get out of this. Yeah, he's trying to get ahead. <laughs> like, and, I, and I think that I don't think like when you see criminal, uh, a criminal investigation, I don't think it's bad enough for him to like get go to jail or anything like that, or you know, um, like penalties are wouldn't be something he sweats. But I do think it's enough collateral for like the owners, the owners to vote him out. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I know he's probably thinking like, "Yo, I'm gonna get this bag. Like this team worth five point six. I ain't playing with it. I, like I know I'm not giving y'all a chance to vote me out, and I don't, I don't, I don't get the money that I should be. Don't getting. get nothing. Yeah, I'm getting this bag on this squad. Like I'm getting this is high. Like if I go out. And y'all vote me out. I'm not gonna make as much. I'm gonna make more now if I sell it. You know, if I sell them. So I just feel like yeah. he had a point. Well, where, also, where, I mean, yeah, but also to the point about money. Like we don't know what, like, how much financial support the team is getting these uh, days, yeah. right? Like a lot has changed. There's been a lot of controversy. So when you think about that, and then what you just said. It probably is a financial decision. Like Dan Snyder gonna make his money. Get the, yo, if they were five point six bill, he getting his money. Like, right. if they come for me, I ain't gonna lie. They coming for me, and <laughs> if, if the press is bad, and you know momentum is coming, like you know what momentum is, right? You like you know, like all right, this ain't looking good. Like you gotta do probability. If you a gambler, you you on the dice. You gotta know, like all right. You got like you if you hit a you know your spot your spot is like a four or a ten chances are you gonna get you ain't get that number but you can keep you hope you can keep rolling rolling maybe you'll get something else he he like all right you know what 
my chances are slim. I got this 5.6 bill, though. <laughs> I got a good chance. <laughs> I, can, right. I, can, I can make some off of this. I can I can do something with this. So I just feel like this is probably it. Like this could this is this is the best chance. If you're a Washington fan, this is the best chance, man. <laughs> but what is wild to me, because you know, I am from Florida. Yeah. So I don't have the same like emotional attachment as people who have lived here all their lives yeah. or whatever. Like me. So it was really very funny and kind of interesting to see the timeline go crazy and like even when you turn the tv on it was like special news reports oh my god i mean i I tell y'all like this team is real over here man people haven't like i'm 41 so i always tell like like me growing up i feel bad for the younger younger fans like i do like i feel bad for y'all like me growing up like it wasn't that this team it was never about well, this team make the playoffs. That was never a thing. Like, this team always made the playoffs, like, when I was younger. It wasn't like, will they make the playoffs? The thing was, will they go to the bowl? Like, will they compete for a Super Bowl? Like, that's what it was. It was never about, will they make the playoffs? Like, they would, they were perennial playoff playoff performers. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were there. So, like, mm-hmm. so to see the drop, so when, you know, when the, the owner prior, uh, Jack Kent Cook, he passed and decided to not give his son – all autonomy and ownership of the squad, like he did some petty thing or whatever. Um, then it opened the door for Daniel Snyder to take over. And all the, from that point on, this team has been like dysfunctional. So, and I, it's wild. Like I even tell folks, like initially I ain't have a problem with Snyder. Like I'm, I keep it 100. Like I ain't gonna lie. I was like, he was a diehard, at that time, a diehard Redskins fan. So what it was, was that what he did was, if you were a kid, and you see Deion Sanders on the market, like, yo, Deion Sanders the best player. You're going to get Deion Sanders. That's what he did. If you see, like, Albert Hainsworth at the time, he's the best player. I'm going to get Albert Hainsworth. Like, was he a smart football person? Nah, but he was a fan. So I understood his moves. Like, I'm not going to be that person that sits here and be like, early Daniel Snyder, I didn't understand his moves. Like, I did because I was a diehard Redskins fan. So I was going to do that. Like, I, I would do that. It's like you're playing a video game, and the best players out there on the market, like, if today, if Aaron Donald's on the market, you're going to try to get Aaron Donald, right? That's what Daniel Snyder oh, was about. Absolutely. Like, he was going to open the bag for Aaron Donald. I was like, damn, this dude is, like, he cutthroat. Like, <laughs> his bank account is real. So, like, I had a problem with him in the beginning. But then he started doing, he started being extra. When you start getting extra, you're losing it, bro. Just don't be oh, extra, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I feel like, again, I, it, to me, it's it, it's great that this is happening because I, I just – where this franchise is, excuse me, where this franchise is now, I would have never imagined it, for real. Like, if you told me, if you said 10-year-old, 15-year-old me would be like, yo, this this team is one of the worst organizations in football, I would have never have thought that. I'm serious. Like, so that's, it's, that, it's amazing to me. But, but I'm going to go to another question for you, Karita. All right. Mm-hmm. With all this, you know, the stuff with ownership, what does this mean for Coach Rivera? Well, you know, when you get new, it's just like corporate America, right? Uh When you get new leadership, new ownership, it's a blank slate. They make whatever decisions they want to make. So will I say, do I know if they would decide to part ways with Ron Rivera? I don't. But what I do know is that it's a strong possibility Uh because they may want to 
you know, start their own regime, have their own um, hand in who the coach is and or just who the decision makers are, even if they're not making a decision about the coach, they might they're going to want to put their stamp on the team. And with Ron Rivera, his record so far has it been good. So it's not like there's a strong argument right now for why a new ownership group would, would it make a change? Yeah. No, I'm with you. I agree. Um, on Twitter, my man Steve said, no chance that that clowns, this clown stays as head coach and, oh, okay. and, and pseudo general manager. This team has regressed since he arrived, suck as, suck as a coach and works as a player evaluator. <laughs> my man Steve bringing the heat, bro. Yes. Bringing the heat. I don't uh, know if they've regressed. I just, I, I feel like they've just stayed the same. No, you know what? I mean, I'm a, I think they regressed. But I think they regressed from, I think they were better his first year compared to, you know, the, the year before. Oh, well, yeah. They got yeah, better. Yeah. They were better. Then they regressed last year. They regressed because it was horrible. Like, the defense was bad. And I thought he was talking about his overall tenure because I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, then yeah. you look at it. I'm mm-hmm. trying, to, trying to look at, like, in this year, I guess, you know what? It's about the same. I just feel like yeah. I just feel like it's not. Yeah, it hasn't gotten. But better. that first year was definitely. I mean, the first year, what were they? What's it? Seven, seven and nine. nine? Seven and nine. And yeah. won the division. I mean, so they yeah. weren't even that year. They weren't necessarily. They didn't have a good record. It's just they were that last everybody year. else. Yeah, they're better. Than, exactly. <laughs> but they were better than if you want to look. They were better than they were the year before because they were horrible the year before. So it was like that. Yeah. Like because that was Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden got fired, and they're you know. So, it was a lot of stability, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, Ron made it better when he first got here. But I think after that, like, to your point, it hasn't, you know, it's probably been stagnant. I think that's the best way to say it's it. It's stagnant. Been, that's been the stagnant. word. Uh, but it hasn't, it hasn't been great. I'm with George. I mean, I'm with, uh, I'm with. Um, but I don't disagree with his, I mean. His, his statement. I mean, it was strong. It was pretty strong. It was strong. <laughs> he, 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 he went with the heat. You know what I'm saying? He got real, he got, he got real with that one. I ain't going to lie. He got real. Real intense with that one. Uh, but I will say that I do agree with his sentiments of that. Like, and, and what you said, like a new a new owner is it, it doesn't isn't married to Ron Rivera. You know what I mean? Right. And like you said, his his body of work has hasn't been great. It's been average, right? If that to him, I mean average and I guess is average the best word to use. It's been I know it's just stagnant. It's just been stagnant. He hasn't. It hasn't. I don't think it's Whatever word you want to use, I don't think it's at all what they anticipated when they hired him. Of course. And I'm like, and this is my thing. And I said this before. And I'll keep saying it. You know, the thing, <laughs> the good thing for Ron is that was that Daniel Snyder was the owner. Like, because he was worried about mm-hmm. PR. Like, PR was so important and important to Daniel Snyder that he couldn't go old Daniel Snyder and be like, you know what? You ain't doing what I thought you do. I'm going to fire you early ASAP. He couldn't do that because that's a good bad look on Snyder, because one, Ron is one of the more likable coaches in the – Coach Rivera is one of the more likable coaches in the NFL. So you can't – like, if you fire him, that's another bad look on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when right. you're trying to – and he's – and you, you're building your, your, your front – you're building your whole front office and having – you know, bringing in diversity in your front office. Like, you're worried about doing stuff – in, in terms of PR and, and and not to say some people don't deserve, but that's what more you're worried about. You could tell what the move of Daniel Snyder is. Like no 
we're, we're, we ain't we all ain't dumb. We know what his moves are right now. Well, at that point in time, yeah, because yeah, it's obvious. Like, don't let's keep the buck. It's obvious. There was story <laughs> about cheerleaders yeah. and. Then, like, you have the name controversy, so they had to try to prove that we're not this terrible organization that we're being out to be. Yeah, so when you fire Ron Rivera, then you're bringing more attention to yourself. So I I, I think Ron Ron Rivera knew it. He knows he's safe. That's why he can make the moves he makes. That's why everybody, when they're like, oh, Coach Rivera's going to get fired. I'm like, are y'all serious? Like, this man ain't got all of, he got all power and look at his resume. He got all power in this in this situation. And like you just said, his resume wasn't even warranted to have all that kind of power coming out of Carolina. So I'm just saying, like, what y'all think? This dude ain't getting fired. Snyder ain't trying to fire nobody. Not this point time is like he ain't trying to fire nobody. He don't want that smoke. Right. And plus you had this dude working hard to kind of, you know, build your brand, like kinda, you know. Build the image of your squad? Nah, you don't want that. You want him to get fired and talking bad about you. You don't want that. You don't want that. Uh-uh. So uh-uh. I knew that already. All right, so let's go. Let's go. Let's talk some actual football. We've been talking about Snyder like all day. <laughs> I mean, like, I like talking football. I don't like talking, you know, owners and politics and stuff like that. I'm, I'm over that. I mean, that. but with the news, it made sense. I know, but these folks out here, man, they're going to make me talk about Snyder all day. Like, I don't care about no. Never mind. I ain't going to use the word I wanted to use. All right, so <laughs> Sunday, the Commanders beat the Colts 17-16. Uh, what were your – what were – I mean, why were the Commanders able to pull off that victory to you? You know, I would definitely say – Taylor. I would. I mean, I got to say, Taylor Heineke didn't give up. Okay, I about to say. You I'm know? Gonna, I think I'm going to say something real ignorant about Taylor Heineke. We'll go ahead and continue. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't give up. He didn't give up. But really, you Terry McLaurin. All right, thank you, Kira. Now, now he we threw. Need, no, no, no. Now we're going. Now Taylor we're going. Heineke threw up the pass, yeah. but it was really Terry McLaurin because he went up and got that ball. He was like, "You ain't like this is mine." Yeah, exactly. Now you know have, what I'm saying? So having that clutch wide receiver. And, I mean, you still have to because credit, Taylor Heineke could have very easily, like, made another mistake. He was making mistakes throughout that, throughout that whole game. Uh-huh. From, you know, he had three turnovers, I think, prior to that play. So he could have very easily threw a bad pass. Um, but he did not. And so it, it all worked out. But Terry McLaurin, in my, he, he definitely deserves the praise in that situation because any other receiver – I just don't know if it would if they would have came down with that. Oh, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I like Scary Terry, like one of my favorite receivers. But you know, like, but like Hopkins would have caught that joint. Like for real talk, Hopkins would have caught that. You know, Hopkins would have, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins would have caught that thing. Like he just no, no, I meant on our team, oh, on the oh, commander's oh, hell team. No, you're right. Hell yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't sorry. mean in the NFL. Oh, I apologize. You know, hell yeah, you're right. Nobody for the commanders catching that. Oh yeah, there's there's definitely other receivers yeah, in the folks NFL. Been, who, folks would have been like Cam. <laughs> It would have been like, so if I would say Cam Sims, I would have laughed at somebody. So I said Cam Sims would drop that thing. It's too clutch for him. It was too clutch right. for him. Too clutch the for moment him. would have been too big. Yeah, too big. All with you, man. My man uh, Eric came out on our uh, chat. It was like uh, Terry, McLe- Terry McLaurin's homecoming. Yeah. And most, of definitely, most definitely that was scary, Terry's homecoming, uh, going back to Indy. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. I think Scary made the play. But I will say this, though. So for folks who think I hate on Heineke, 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm going to give y'all some flowers because I'm about that life today. So, I will say this. Watch it. Because I was at church for a long church service. I had to come back to the house. <laughs> And I watched the game. And I watched the game. I, I, I had to. I had to record the game. I watched all the game like late, late Sunday night. So right. after watching it, and I'm not Jaren. We got long church services. So, so when I when I sat and watched it and broke down like the game, I don't think I don't think Carson Wentz wins that game. Like I will say that. Like I feel like he was getting pressure at, that Carson Wentz wouldn't have avoided. So I do that. To me, his legs are very valuable. Like. And what he exactly. does, what he does in the pocket to get out of pressure, and and I think many plays on that get the game winning drive, he he escaped pressure and he got the ball out to the right people. Like and they were you know good passes mm-hmm. from the flag. He ran for first downs. Those are plays that I feel like you know Carson wouldn't make. So I will give him his flowers and I think that that last drive Carson wouldn't be able to make that play, make those plays. I could say that easily. Um, but on that last play, the play you're referring to. One, I think I think it was a blessing that it was short, um, because they got the they they got to run some more clock off, so it gave them like twenty, they gave the coach twenty something seconds to work with, right? So they can right. run the, you know run that ball in for a touchdown. So I do think that like by it being short, it kind of worked for the Washington. But to to the to the premise of the play, like if if Taylor Heineke had an arm like and led, that's an easy touchdown. Like he will, that's an easy touchdown. Like but he doesn't, so it is what it is. But Scary made the play, like. Because he did have him beat, he he had he had him beat, but it was underthrown. But then he had to come back because he he had to come back to the ball. So since he had him beat so badly, he had Gilmore beat so badly, he was able to adjust because he he could see the ball. Gilmore couldn't see because he's trailing he's trailing Terry. He's worried about getting beat deep. He's worried about the ball right. being thrown over the top. So Scary can adjust more than better than Gilmore. So that's why you know just Scary is just a, he just just a talented. Wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in football. Like that's. I was like, that's why you paid him. That's why you, that's why you paid him that money. I agree. That's why you paying the money. So, I I feel like he made the play. I'm with you. He totally made the play. My man Eric still he's chatting. He said, uh, Cam Tins caught the ball before McLaurin. Stop hating. No, nah, I mean he caught the ball. We're talking about the last play. He ain't gonna make that play. <laughs> I'm saying he can't make that play. He, that particular that play. That's right. all I'm saying, Eric. Like he can't make. Dude, we see him. The dude had a chance on the sideline on one of the passes. I want to say, and he had he couldn't drag his foot. On, he couldn't drag his foot right. Like he was going. I won't say here's he, okay. I won't say Cam Sims wouldn't make that play, but Cam Sims is he he wouldn't consistently make that play, and that's yeah. the thing with Cam Sims, and yeah. I feel like that has always been the issue is the consistency. Like with Terry McLaurin, you know that nine times out of ten, he's gonna make the play. I agree. Hold on, I'm about to, and I, I feel I, like that's yeah. the difference. I gotta respond to this because this, this is this, this is naive sugar honey ice <laughs> Hold on, Eric, you gotta stop geeking, bro. He said these short passes happen frequently enough that I wonder if they're intentional. Them jokes are not intentional, bro. That's a lack of an arm. Don't do that. Don't do that, Eric. That's don't do that, <laughs> Eric. Don't do that. You know them jokes are not intentional. You know them jokes are not intentional. You know them jokes are because God didn't bless him with that kind of arm. You know this. Don't do that. <laughs> He's he. That's a Rudy. He had a Rudy mentality. He think he, he thinks he can do it. He's like the little engine who could or that could, whatever they whatever that thing is anymore. I forgot. I'm 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 getting old. I forget like all nursery rhymes, and nursery stuff. But I'm telling you, like nah, nah, bro. Like that was a short pass. I'm not I'm not a hater. Haters, all of you. No, I am not. That bro, stop it, stop it. But yeah, I praise to Taylor Heineke. I gave him his flowers. I said Taylor Heineke, 
won the game, and he would have won it, and Carson wouldn't. So I'm giving him his flowers. What do you think, Karita? What about you? Do you think if Wentz was a quarterback, would he have won that game? Not the way he was playing before he got injured. I agree. That's what I'm saying. See? <laughs> I'm with you. I'm, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, he wasn't wasn't playing right. All right, I'm, I'm, let's go to uh, – Now, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was, I'm sorry. I just was going to add no, one go ahead. thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, now, I still – I don't – I'm not getting caught up in the whole Taylor Heineke starter type hype. I'm not getting – no. Yeah. But I do think it is true that he has a different uh, resolve. I think, like, if Carson Wentz would have got hit that much and, and every, that, like, he would have been shook for the rest of the game. Yeah, definitely. For the most part. Yeah, yeah. He ain't built, he ain't built for it right now. I will mm-hmm. say that. He ain't built for it right now. Those hits have gotten to him. They're, they're, they've gotten to him mentally. Um, I, I, mm-hmm. You know, I think that Carson Wentz's arm is – and his accuracy is, just, you know, better than Taylor Heineke, to be honest with you. But I think that Taylor Heineke just has right now more heart. And he does know the offense. It's just a fact. He does know the offense, too. He knows it better. And that's, what, that's what's kind of helping him ride. But his heart is what really, you know, has, you know, has this team hyped. And, and it's one thing I won't argue that these, pe- these players play for him. Terry McLaurin play for him, man. Like, it's the truth. Are you, it's the truth. It's the truth. After the, the game, um, Green Bay, it's such a difference. So, because I don't want to, like, I want to be very clear. They def- they have a respect for Carson Wentz too. Uh-huh. It's just that there's a difference in like there is a difference yeah. for with Taylor Heineke. It's like they just love his like energy and like they want to do it. You know, yeah. it's just a different tone. Yeah, they like a swag. And it was very, very clear to me, especially like with Terry and Lauren. They seem like they are very close. Yeah, they're real close. I mean, they like a swag. I mean, they like a swag. <laughs> they do. They, they do. They like everything about him. He just he that he he's the dude that you can hang with. Put that way. And he's the dude that balls. Like when I mean like, when I mean balls, like not like like it's like getting money balling. I'm just saying like he balls hard. Like he tries. Right. Like, he tries he very hard. Like very hard. He tries very hard. Like like I'm absolutely. So I'm being nice to people. Like he does. He's a trier. All right, he's a trier. <laughs> there you go. Okay, for you listeners, he's a trier. See, I'm nice. I could be nice. All right, so next next Sunday, or this Sunday, next Sunday, uh, Kirk Cousins back is back in town to take on the Commanders. The Minnesota Vikings are 6-1. and one. Do the Commanders have a legitimate shot in winning this game? I mean, they definitely have a shot at winning the game. I think it's hard, like, with the Vikings having that kind of momentum – you know, they're pretty strong right now, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean anything. I think, you know, any given Sunday, I think it's definitely going to be a more of a challenge, more yeah. one of the more challenging games. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins going to come in here awesome. <laughs> feeling like he wanted, he would want to win in front of Washington fans. Yeah, you like that? Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> you have that layer in that aspect, but at the same time, I'm not really the biggest fan of Kirk Cousins, and I I think that he could definitely be beat. So I I feel like Washington, I think it's a 50-50 chance. Yeah, I know. (laughs) This this game. What you got to say? I don't know. Like, this game is like, I'm so every which way about this game. 
I feel like Minnesota yeah. is like the better team. Like it, they are the better team, but Kirk Cousins, like this is the type of game where Kirk does Kurt stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, I mean, and he's definitely a difference maker, in my opinion. He's a well. difference maker. I feel like, you know, if Washington takes away, like, Cook, right? Because I think Dalvin Cook is, like, the option you got to take away, right? Um, Obviously, mm-hmm. Jefferson, too. I mean, I, I, but there's so much I just don't trust Washington with. Like, they're going to F around and put Wild Goose on Jefferson on plays. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Jefferson going to eat him up. Or they're going to put Jamin Davis on Jefferson on plays. Like, I don't trust, like, what they're going to do with Jefferson. Because Jefferson does, is not going to just stay on the outside. They move him around. So, when they move him around, I'm like, so you're going to be okay with, like, Wild Goose or Jamin Davis on Jefferson? Like, really? Or are you going to be okay with, like, for real, even Kendall Fuller? Like, would you be okay with Kendall Fuller on Jefferson? Like, that's – I don't know. Like, I would only – I would only – and I'm not saying, like, he's shut down, but Benjamin St. Juice would be the only dude I would have on Jefferson. Saint Ju- but St. Juice makes plays. Yeah, because he's around the ball. Like, he's around mm-hmm. the ball. Um, yeah, I can't. Like, I don't like this game. I don't like this game any which way. <laughs> like, I don't know why it's like. Well, this would be the, t- like, so since Heineke's been in, this, is the team, this will be the most challenging team they've yeah, played. Because they got a, I feel like. Even with Kirk's Kirkisms, um, I feel like they're going to score like twenty. They can score twenty, twenty, like twenty-seven. And I want to see it. Like, I, look, look, mate. I want you people to make me a Heineke believer. Like, I want to see it. I want to see Heineke do something against a a squad that isn't inefficient offensively. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you all have like been cr- crashing Carson. That's fine. Whatever. But. The, the play, the games that Heineke has played in, other than like Carson played the Bears, these are horrible. So I give you that. But the Bears are scoring much. The Bears have been scoring like crazy ever since they played Washington. But like, I'll give you that. But I'm just saying, like, I want to see Heineke against a team that could score. And we'll see when he has to when he has to answer the bell when he gets when they are scoring like 24, 27 early. I want to see Heineke yeah, kind of do by far. This will be by far the best team that they're they're facing since he's been in. Mm. I don't like that they barely beat the Colts. Yeah, they shouldn't because it was a horrible game. But you know, Heineke fans will tell you that you know he's still he's the, he's the one. But they barely beat the Colts. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Like, like a win is a win, and I'm, I'm glad they won. Yeah, this is but, my yeah. I'm with you. This is my yeah. thing. Like, I don't do these like. Like these wins are just the moral, win, like wins. I don't do these, no, I don't do this crap. <laughs> like, I, look, look, I'm a pro. Like, I'm a pro. I'm pro Carson over Heineke. Like, I'll put it out there. I am. All right, but the Bears. I was like, I was so disgusted with the Bears game. You would never hear me say like, "Well, Carson got to win against the Bears." Like, no, that was horrible. That was horrible <laughs> football. Like, it was terrible. Like the Green Bay game. Like, I. How many Heineke fans came out? Man, he, boy, he was great, bro. Did you watch the first quarter? Like. That was still uh, – that came down to – it shouldn't have. It shouldn't even have been but close because – it came down yeah, to the wire. It shouldn't even kept – like, dude, you then threw them three – you threw four interceptions that should have happened. And I would never claim that. Like, I would never claim that game. I would be like, yo, Carson, like, trash. But they, they got lucky. That's what I would have told y'all. They got lucky. I wouldn't – I wouldn't have been like, oh, he looked good. Like, no, I don't do stuff like that. Like, that's that, something I don't do. But, like, Heineke fans be like, yeah, I'm telling y'all, Heineke fans, y'all be crazy, man. Like, 
All he gotta do is give you one drive. You'd be like, oh my god, he's Joe Montana. Oh my god, he's <laughs> like, what the hell? What are we doing here? And yeah, yeah, Eric, tell me I ain't lying. Tell me I'm lying. Y'all just do like all he gotta give you is one drive and you good. You know I'm telling the truth too. Keep it a buck. You know I'm telling the truth. All right, so this is the thing. Right, this is a question too, because no, Kirk Cousins ain't liked a lot around this town, this side of town. This is real talk. Mm-hmm. Not like a lot. So if Heineke beats Kirk Cousins, right? Well, all mm-hmm. the non-Heineke believers jump on the Heineke bandwagon, like including me. Like, I, but I'll start with you. Like, what do you think? I want to know your opinion, and I'll give you my answer. You know what I'm saying? I'm never someone to jump on a bandwagon. Yeah. I would need to see. So for me, I believe that Taylor Heineke is a good backup. Like, if if someone goes out for like six, seven weeks, Heineke can win you a couple games. But to me, he's already proven who he is, right? Yeah, no, so I'm I'm good. I I think that he is. I do think he's a good backup, but you're not going to hear me hollering that Taylor Heineke should be the starter. I agree. I don't even want to keep talking about Taylor Heineke. Really, I don't. <laughs> you keep getting tired of every topic when it comes to the. Commanders. I know. I don't even want to talk about Heineke anymore because it's just like it's 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 because it's because of him. You know what I mean? Like I feel like these the, the fans like, they they exhaust me. I won't even lie because even when I try <laughs> to give him his when I try give his flowers, it's like I'm not really giving his flowers, and it's like a backhanded compliment. Because I ain't gonna lie, sometimes it is a backhanded compliment, but it's like I'm trying to like for me. I will say this though, because I do have a I do have a disdain for Kirk Cousins. I won't lie, I do too. I have a disdain for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I feel I like if Heineke could play well against Kirk Cousins, this hey, Eric, this is for you. If he could play well, and I'm not talking about these BS games too, bro. I'm talking about a real game, man. I mean, I don't want no like, oh, he does, <laughs> he does some Heineke S sugar honey iced tea. You know what I'm saying? I don't want that crap. I think I'm playing Migos. It's cursing. If he does some Heineke shit, I don't want that crap. Like real talk. <laughs> like I don't need like that. I'm not gonna own that. Like I'm not gonna own that shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. But if he does some, I'm consistent. I'm driving the field. Consistently in the game, I'm cool with that, man. Like I'm cool with that. My man, uh, man up three deep says Wentz making three mil is criminal. I agree. I didn't think he should have made that much this season in anyway. I won't even lie to you. I said I thought that Washington made a bad mistake by trading for him. I thought they should have waited for the Colts to release him and then try to pick him up. They won. Well, for the money. No, yeah, I'm serious. Like there was no reason for the Ursay didn't want him. Like I don't even know why you're trading for (laughs) Ursay didn't want him. Like why would you trade for somebody Ursay didn't want? You knew he was gonna get released. They didn't want nobody to pick him up. That's probably nobody was picking him I mean, up. Nobody. See, every, I mean, in their mind, I they think dumb. they thought there'd be competition. That's the problem with Rivera. He be doing dumb shit, Carita. He be doing dumb shit. <laughs> like some problem with him. Like, but he, what other quarterback do you? I mean, because obviously they weren't gonna lean on the quarter a quarterback from the draft. Yeah. What other quarterback do you think? I wouldn't have had a problem getting Carson. I just would have waited until he got released. Just not traded, yeah. Yeah, I just would have got – I would have got a quarterback. They were desperate, though. They were desperate. they stupid. That's what I'm saying. Rivera is dumb. Like, I'm sorry. Like, once I was like, I remember remember talking to my brother. Once I heard the news, I was like, why did they trade for him? Like, he was getting cut. Like, he – and who wanted Carson? Like real yeah, talk. Yeah, after that Jaguars game. Yeah, you they know you a Jaguar. Done. You know this. Like, real. Be honest with you. Who wanted him out of? Who really wanted him? Like, out of mm. all the teams, nobody wanted him. The Colts, like the Colts, went and got Matt Ryan. Nobody wanted Matt Ryan like that. 
I'm saying. Well, yeah, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, why would you trade for that? Like, Matt Ryan had more of a market at Carson. They Wentz. thought Matt Matt Ryan was about to take the Colts to the top of the AFC South. They thought they thought that. They, they did. <laughs> they thought that they were wrong. They gone. <laughs> they going. Ellinger. They were wrong. My man Eric says, <laughs> Ursay is in the Commanders' news lately. The the, the Wentz Olive Red didn't work. Oh, all right, yeah, conspiracy theory. Could be. Oh, that's that could that could be a conspiracy theory. Who cares? Ursay a dumbass too. I think they all stupid. I don't I don't <laughs> like Jim Ursay either. I think I'm like I don't even know how people follow. See, I got so much. I, I'm gonna get off my get off my chest. Like, I don't know why people even bum with Ursay now. I know that he's, like, pulled, like, the whole Daniel Snyder thing. But I'm like, dude, we talking about a – this is a dude ain't incredible either. <laughs> like, we talking about yeah. a non-credible person. Uh, focus on getting his team together. Yeah, right? talking about another dude. I'm like, what are we doing here? And now we're like, Ursay for president. I was like, damn. Yeah, like, Daniel Snyder's Hitler. Shoot, y'all the worst. Like, I know he's horrible. He ain't great, but good God. Like, Ursa ain't the one to be happy about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this Ursa yeah. thing, man. We love Ursa too much. I'm telling you. I'm going to break right now. I don't have time for breaks. I'm, 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 we kind of rolling right now. We rolling. All right, Kareem, we're going, with, we're going with the Wizards now. All right. The Washington Wizards. I think they had a tough stretch of games, man, for real. Celtics. Yes. They, had, they, they split with the Sixers. To you, what are your thoughts after seeing the Wizards go up against all those potential Eastern Conference contenders? Like, mm-hmm. what, what are they mark? Where are they, where are they at to you right now as a team? I do still think they're, you know, figuring some things out as far as their chemistry. But what I will say I liked is, you know, after the 76ers game, that that they did make the necessary adjustments mm-hmm. and they were able to come back. And and beat the 76ers. I I'm just thinking about, you know, last season. I don't know if the team last season would have made the adjustments uh-huh. and uh beat a team that they just played. So I do like what I saw as far as that's concerned. And for me, I just be honest. Yeah, I want to hear you be honest, baby. I don't want them to go, I don't want them to have a long losing streak that's too much but i'm okay with them losing a few games right now because what happened is last year they were like 10 oh, and 3 I got you. and then they just never recovered so i'm like okay yeah lose a couple games now so you stay humble mm-hmm. but also so you can see what your weaknesses are and try to definitely tighten up but I will say it's very interesting to me. Like we knew DeLon Wright was like he was a key player defensively. Yeah. And once he got injured, we see it took them a it's ta- it's taking them a while. That's also factoring in. It's taking them a while to adjust to him being out. And especially on defense. I mean, he's not gonna solve all the defensive problems they're having. But it's very clear that he was a glue. On def- the defensively, at least. Yeah, he was up there still for the team. So he was, I mean, for the league in the league, I think at the time, at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. So no, nah, he was. He's been surprising. He's been. He's been. He surprised me. I mean, I, I, I know he's talented. I watched him. You know, him being the younger brother of um, you're a Miami Heat fan. Uh, the younger brother of Darrell Wright. Um, so, um, 
I knew he was talented. You know, he was a guy. He was a guy that I felt like you know, and play, he played in Toronto as well. But I didn't know he would be a good fit for this for this team. Um, yeah, I think that for me, I'm impressed. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think this is good for them to get these tough games mm-hmm. out early. Um, you know, I mean, you play you, you play the Sixers split, even though you you, you didn't see Joel Embiid, but you beat them. You know what I mean? You beat them in. Um, and you need to. You Philly. still need that. Right. Yeah. So and, and you needed that W, right, for like the, the the just in case you get to the postseason for like matchups and and seeing right. like the, you know the tie tiebreakers and whatnot. So I think it was a much a much needed win. Um, the Celtics game was rough, right? That game was rough. Um, oh yeah, it was rough. But Celtics are that was, that was really rough. Yeah, they, but Celtics have been one of the better teams this season so far in this early season. So it was, it which makes sense. Which makes sense. Last finals last season, yeah. so. It makes sense, and the Wizards still got a bunch of new players. But I will say, what stands out to me in this stretch, uh, a stretch of games, is the the, the effectiveness of, of, of the unicorn. Uh, Porzingis has been, has been something. Oh yes. yes, I would argue to say that he's been the best player on the squad. He has, he has, and when I wrote an article that after I forget which game, but it was one of his one of the games. Um, it was before the tough stretch, though, mm-hmm. where he. He scored thirty plus points, mm-hmm. and I said Porzingis is proving to be a reliable option for the Wizards. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people who don't probably didn't even open the article are like, <laughs> "Well, you know, his injury, and you know, he's got to stay not injured, and blah blah blah." And somebody was like, "Well, it's just a small sample size of the games." And I'm like, "But no, I'm also looking at last season when Brad was out." He wasn't necessarily at the scoring the 30 plus points, but he had also just come off of an injury. Mm-hmm. However, he was still, when Brad was out, he was still holding it down. Yeah. And that has carried over to this season. But yeah, he, he is very intriguing to me to watch because yeah. he's over seven feet tall, hitting threes, you know, hitting jumpers in the paint. Like he's so versatile mm-hmm. for his size. To me, um, and effective. No, I, I think it's very effective. Hitting threes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like to your point, I said this. I said this when they made the deal. Like I said that if he stays healthy, and you know, with Brad, Brad fans are gonna hate me. But I said that like he could be better. Like he could be the best player on the team. It's what he brings to you know. It's just about him staying healthy. Like this could be the best player yeah. other than like John Wall to Brad Brad Beal's ever played with for real. Like. Because what he brings to the table, we're talking about a seven footer who can shoot threes, who is not scared to bang on you. Um, no, can, 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 can block shots, uh, rebound. You know, he's just a skilled big. You see him, you see him do a crossover step back three um, on other bigs and almost make other bigs fall. Like this dude is very talented. There's a reason why they call him the unicorn. People forget about that stretch of games he had in New York when he was healthy, when he was looking like he can be all world. So. He is that talented. It's all about him. It's his whole thing is health. You know what I'm saying? It's always been health. Always, it's always health. Been I health. hope he holds up. The entire, I yeah. do really hope he holds up to the entire season because mm-hmm. I do think that I say they're figuring it out, but they're still playing fairly well to yeah. be figuring it out. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that this is they're going to just uh, be on the upward trajectory. Yeah. And but key to that is definitely him staying healthy and staying in the game. I agree. So all right. So the, the, the next two games they got 
They got the Grizz. They got the Grizzlies. They got the, and the Nets. You mentioned the Nets. You'll, I'm, you'll be at the game. You'll be at the Nets game. Am I correct? Yes, I'll be. All here. right, cool. So, who for the Wiz needs to step up during these next two games? I would say, and I'm saying this because he, he's kind of had a little like in the couple it, in the 76ers and. Um, I think even the Celtics game, Kyle Kuzma took a step back. And they are most dangerous when you got Porzingis, Kuzma, and Brad on at the same time. And right now, they haven't all been on at the same time as of recent. But when you have them combining for like 60 points... Uh, shoot, I forget the game specifically, but one of the recent games, they combined it for like 77 points. That might have been the 76ers. Um, like, that's what we need to see. So I'm going to say Kyle Kuzma only because he's, for whatever reason, he's taking a slight step back. But then I'm going to also throw in Monte Morris because he has been he has been struggling offensively for most of the games, like he just had 19 points, but he hadn't really been getting into double figures at all, really. Um, but we need more like 19 point games from him, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah go on, go on, keep going. So I'd like to see, I, it might not be every game, mm-hmm. but I just think getting that from him a little more often would be beneficial at this point. Yeah, I, I think that I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this off on Twitter. My uh, my man Cam, uh, Cameron Mingo, what's up, Cameron? Says on Twitter says Kyle Kuzma, he's been on a bit of a slump over the last few games, so he agrees with you. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think uh, to me, Kuz has to step up. Bill, obviously, because you know that's the guy you paid the bag to, has to step up and play at a high level, um, consistently, right, for you to beat those types. Well, of yeah, he he definitely has it. Um, been as consistent yeah. as we've seen yeah, sometimes. Exactly, exactly, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to throw any shade. I'm just being honest. Like, when you're a superstar, you're supposed to be that type of person. So, mm-hmm. he's going to have to step up. You're playing against Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving uh, on Friday, and then you got... Well, Kyrie got, just got suspended oh, breaking we got, 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 oh, got, got suspended. All right, so Kevin Durant, you're still playing against KD. You know, you're playing against KD. Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. who needs to get mentally right. Um, then you have to play against... <laughs> <laughs> then you got to play against John Moran on Sunday, who's probably one of the best players in the game, period. So, yeah, man, you just got to – this is a tough stretch of games, but they're winnable games, right? You mentioned, like, Kyrie not being in there on Friday gives you an opportunity to get a W. You know what I'm saying? It's all about building your resume uh, mm-hmm. for, towards the end of the season where, you know, you're trying to battle for a, a good playoff spot. Forget this playing game shit. Like, try and get a real playoff spot. You know what I mean? Right. So. I feel like this is a game that you need that needs to happen. But yeah, I'm with you. I think though that Kuz has to step up with both of you, you, you and Cameron. Um, I think Kuz has to step up. I think Porzingis, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, because I feel like, you know, this team will be at a nice a nice spot if they keep doing what they're doing. I, I, I love the two man game with Porzingis and Bradley Bill. I think it's deadly if you do it correctly. So if he can keep if he can stay healthy, they have something there. I think the bench has to step up, um, to play it to a point where they're consistent. Guys are knocking down shots. Um, I want like I want to see more out of Rui. You know, I like Rui. I want to see more out of Rui. I just feel like, you know, 10 points is cool. You know what I'm saying? But I actually have more of a, of, of, of respect of his game than just 10 points. I'm, I'm a guy yeah. that believes that Rui should be giving you 15. 
15 and 10, you know, even off the bench, you know what I'm saying? Like, he can he can rebound. He can do so many things. Like, I would like for him to stop shooting so many threes. I'm mean, shooting threes, period, to be honest with you. I think his, his yeah. mid-range J is where is that. So, I would like him to keep doing that. Um, I know in today's NBA, you try to stretch out your fours. You know what I'm saying? But I would like Rui to, to, to be more of a mid-post player. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, my man, uh, man up three deep says, Rui is such a letdown. Yeah, I mean, Rui could be good. It's just that... Yeah, I, I've seen Rui in college. He should be much better. I'll put it that way. He should be much better. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it happens, man. Especially in the preseason, I I definitely think the way he played in the preseason kind of gave you an expectation that he was going to carry that forward, and he definitely struggled. I mean, we're starting to see him come to life a little bit, but it hasn't been consistently either. Yeah, I just want to do more. I think he can do more. But uh, Karita, before I let you, but Karita, I'm about to talk baseball. I know you're gonna be here, but before I let you go, let our listeners know about your podcast, your platforms, Double Take Sports, Three Point Conversion, Triple W <laughs> Pod, Sports Illustrated. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Do I need to keep labeling, naming stuff? Should I stop? <laughs> what do you want me to do? I know. You know, you try to post on social media, and like I always got something, to, <laughs> something new. Yeah. I'm like, hey, 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 <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can follow me on all social media platforms at Carita C Park. Also, make sure you follow Double Take Sports for your Wizards coverage. That's at DBL Take Sports, but also all of your sports coverage. Um, also, SI, sportsillustrated.com, SI.com, Inside the Wizards. You can see all of our content there as well, as far as the Wizards are concerned. We got Triple W Pod at Triple W Pod. Woo! I think that's it. All right, Karina. Well, thank you for being a, <laughs> a, a, a guest host. We know I appreciate you. You were dope. You were amazing. No problem. We Thanks for having me. We had a good time. Anytime, Karina. Anytime. Always. All right. Always. All right. You have a blessing, all right? You too. All right, bye. <laughs> hey, here we go. The World Series is tied 2-2. Matter of fact, in game five, the Phillies and the Astros are tied 1-1. Kyle Schorber hit a, hit a home run to tie it up. Talk Nats, Kevin Nibley will join me after break. You're listening to the Urban Sports site for I just, you dig? Deuces. You know, young rich niggas. You know, so we ain't really never had no old money. We got a whole lot of new money though. <laughs> hey, raindrops, drop, drop top, drop top, smoking no cooking the hot box. Fucking on your bitch, yeah, that, that, that. Cooking up dope in the crock pot, pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. Hey. I don't try nobody to grip the trick. Nobody call up the gang and they come and get gang. Cry me your river, give you a tissue. My bad and bullshit. Bad. Cooking up dope with a oozy. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Savage. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. Nah. My bitch is bad and bullshit. Bad. Cooking up dope with a oozy. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Hey. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. Nah. All set. Woo, 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 woo. Records on records, got backers on backers, I'm riding around in a cool, cool. I take your bitch right from you, you. Bitch, I'm a dog, roof. Beat down her walls, loose. Hop in the fall, woo. I tell that bitch to come come for me. I swear these niggas is under me. They hating the devil, keep jumping me. Back rows on me, keep me company. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene. 
and we are part of Amphire Media at AmphirePyramedia.com. I'm Wole, and I'm your host, Will T and Ray Jeezy are out. Again, RIP takeoff, man. 28, man. Too late. Man, it's just it's too, it's too early, man, to lose a life. All right, right now we have Kevin Nibley from Talk Nats on the line. What is good, Kev? Hey, well, how's it going, man? I'm good, man. Just watching this World Series game. 1-1. World Series is tied 2-2 apiece. Game 5. Um, Astros-Phillies. Um, first, you know, we just saw yesterday, last night, we saw the first combined no-hitter ever in World Series history. Like, what, what are your overall or general thoughts of this series? You know, not to be a cliche, but it's been like the the kind of classic uh, boxing, you know, heavyweight boxing match. It's one one uh, team strikes a blow, and then the other team responds. Mm-hmm. And you know, it. I think a lot of people thought going into Philadelphia and they, you know, blow them out the first game uh, in Game Three. You know, I think a lot of people thought they uh, might you know, continue to blow them out and, and win game four and five. That's basically what they did to Atlanta and San Diego, um, you know, is, is they just killed them in Philly. So for the Astros and, and Christian Javier to come out last night and throw a combined no-hitter was quite the response. And, you know, but it was, it's, it's, it's been a very good World Series. I mean, even tonight's game started off with, you know, Altuve's triple and they knocked him in right away. And you're thinking, uh-oh, like here comes Houston. And then, you know, Syndergaard somehow gets out of the inning and Schwarber ties it up right away. So I, I think this, you know, this is really shaping up to be one of those kind of classic kit for tat World Series. And, you know, it probably will go seven games. It just has that kind of feel to it. What's up, what's up with these Nats making big plays in, in the postseason, man? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was joking. It's like, you know, like I can't – I don't know, you know, as a Nats fan, it would be like if, if you know, you had like four or five ex-girlfriends and they all were like on TV in a tournament or something. But, you know, it's just, it, but it's it's funny. I mean, it's, it's and, and it, it's like you're jilted as a Nats fan. But for me, it's like I, I've actually, I'm probably going to, you know, uh, the people that talk Nats probably wouldn't like this, but, I, you know, I, I've sort of been rooting for Philly only because, uh, you know, I, I think I only have so much capacity in, in my heart to, to have hatred or, or to be annoyed at someone. And I, I really only have like one spot. So I think Soto and the way that all went down this year, that was like the one guy I couldn't really yeah. root for. So I, for, for Juan Soto. Yeah. So I, it's actually like Harper, Harper is like three or four years old. So now I'm kind of at that point with Harper's the next where I'm like, yeah, you know, we had some good times. I wish him yeah. well, you know, I've moved, I moved on, you know, but yeah, so it, it's, and, and obviously I think, uh, you know, for any Nats fan, uh, Kyle Schwarber, even though he was here for a very short time, I yet to meet a Nats fan who doesn't love yeah, Kyle Schwarber. So, yeah. A lot of Nats fans love, love Kyle Schwarber. I think he's a guy that you can easily like. You know what I mean? He's not a – he's somebody you can like. It's, he's, he just he has that infectious personality, right? Yes. Uh, from a distance. Yeah, but he has, he has, that, he has that personality. Um, but I, I kind of want to stay there when you talk about Bryce Harper um, and, and to a point where you talk about between him and Juan Soto – I just feel like you know Bryce showed you showed fans or whatnot that he kind of wanted to be here more than Juan Soto. So I think you're you're justified for yeah. disliking Juan. No, disliking. I think that may be hard, but having that type of uh, thought process about Juan Soto compared to a Bryce Harper. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I'll never hate or dislike. I, you know, I, I'll never hate Juan Soto. Oh, I, mean, I don't, I don't think you hate was, him at all. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you hate it, him at all. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He was like instrument. He was like instrumental in winning the NAFTA World Series, and I mean, I'll never forget that. So, but he's definitely like, yeah. If we're we're comparing this to exes, he he's definitely like. I don't necessarily wish. I don't wish harm on him, but like, I don't know if I wish him well either. I'm kind of just. <laughs> I mean, the way that the way that it went down this yeah. year. I mean, let's let's forget. Like Bryce made a circus out of his last season in in DC. Yeah. You know, uh, that was uh, the 2018 season. He yeah. made a huge circus of. But he was going to be a free agent at the end of that season. Juan made a circus of the 2022 season, and he was still under contract for two more years mm. after that. So I, I think, honestly, when you compare when you compare the two, uh, you know, maybe probably at the end of the day, it's Scott Boris, you know, to blame for kind of using the same playbook with all these guys. But in hindsight, you know, what Bryce did wasn't that bad. I mean, at least he like played hard last up year. until his last season where, where Soto was trying to get, score his payday three years early. So yeah. I, you know, I, I, you know, and, and, uh, Har- I mean, look, Harper's one heck of a clutch hitter, but Harper and, uh, Schwarber similar when they get on heaters and they're seeing the ball, I yeah. mean, they can, you know, carry teams, they can hit, you know, a home run every game in yeah. a series, you know, they, they uh, can get very hot. So, you know, fortunately for the Phillies, not a lot of people had them going this far, but, um, you know, Harper's been hot and they have some bats. So, you know, they had the bats got hot and they have just enough pitching and, you know, they're, they have a chance to be world champions, you know. Definitely. No, and for me, it, Harper reminds me of, of what, you know, when the O's had Manny, but the O's couldn't give him, couldn't offer Manny anything to any to any level. To yeah. Manny in, to, in Baltimore, but he wanted to be there, just they didn't have the money. They couldn't afford him. It wasn't like he didn't want to be there, just that it was the business of baseball. Um, Bryce wanted to be in Washington. It's just that, you know, he wanted a certain amount. It was different. It wasn't like yeah. – like the Nats, I felt like, did a did – a, they really gave Soto – you know, the, the contract offer was, was good. It wasn't bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was really yeah. good. And he still said no. Yeah. So it shows you I, the extent of how bad he really wanted to be here or not. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. That's how I, I think if they would have offered Bryce, if they would have offered Bryce that 440 million, he I would think have took he, it. He, he'd, he be, he'd be in Washington. Yes, yeah, he would have that's, been that's Washington. the difference. Um, yeah, that's absolutely. The difference. That's the difference. But back to the World Series, though. So arguably, like, so I'm gonna ask this question. I'm, 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 a, I'm rooting for the Astros because I, I, I've always liked Dusty. I've been a Dusty supporter mm-hmm. even when he was here in DC. Thought that, you know, he did have some, some issues in terms of some of the clutch, clutch games. But it's like. In this series, this team, I feel like the Astros could have been up 3-1 in the series. Um, they had a 5-0 lead in game one. They squandered it. Yeah, yeah. So, if they lose this series, is this on former Nets manager Dusty Baker and, and, and current Astros, Astros manager Dusty Baker? Is that on him? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to say it is. I mean, look, the series is still – we still have some games to play. Yeah, of course. And knows, but, yeah, I mean, if but, – but, yes, I mean – in in that first game, Dusty's made some curious mis- You know, in yeah. the two games they've lost, they had a, the, the the most damning one being in game one where they had a five nothing lead yeah. and he left Verlander in to give up five runs exactly. to tie it. And you know, I mean, that's normally in these types of games, once a pitcher's given up around three runs, that that's usually when you're looking yes. to get them out. Yeah, yeah. And, and like sometimes things get crazy or you didn't have someone warming up or. You know, it's like some explosive inning and blah, blah, blah. And you can't really get the guy out. But but that wasn't the case with Verlander. He looked like, you know, it wasn't like the Phillies scored all five runs in one inning. They, I think, I can't remember exactly how it went, but they scored two and yeah, one, three yeah, and another. Yeah, that's how did there it. were signs. It wasn't, it wasn't like it just, it wasn't like he was cruising and then all of a sudden the wheels fell off. You could tell the inning before, uh-huh. 
you know, they were starting to see him. Um, so yeah, that, that, yeah, the game one loss was bad. And then, I mean, you know, you could argue in game three, oh, well, they, they didn't score any runs, so it wasn't Dusty's fault. But Lance McCullers uh, gave up five home runs, which I believe is no single pitcher has given up five home runs in a World Series game. Yeah. And, and that's more on the manager than the pitcher. I mean, you, the reason why no single pitcher has given up five home runs in a World Series game is because most managers would have taken him out yeah. <laughs> before exactly. the fifth home run, you know. And and Dusty said, you know, oh, like, we, you know, it, people weren't ready in the bullpen, blah, blah, blah. Like, Dusty said, oh, you know, he started off shaky, but then he settled down, and then he got shaky again. But, you know, as a Nats fan can tell you, uh, you know, I mean, Dusty's a great manager. Um, he's the bat whisperer. The players always hit for him, but, you know, yes, they always hit for any <laughs> – any, yeah, any fan who's ever had Dusty Baker as your manager is going to probably have a story about a time he made a bad decision with the bullpen course, and, or left left a starting pitcher in for too too long, and that's been a knock on him. And, you know, he's done it twice in the series. Uh, you know, I don't think they would have won game three. He didn't do anything that cost him game three, but it's still curious that he left a, a guy in to give up five home runs. And obviously game one, he probably should have gotten Verlander out of there. And, and it'll be interesting tonight. Tonight, yeah, like, Verlander's, yeah, Verlander's looking, yeah, like, yeah, he's looking a little shaky. I mean, yes. still 1-1 one, one as I'm watching it. But, um, you know, that's the thing, you know, will Dusty get him out of there while it's still close? Or, you know, like last time he had the bases loaded and got out of it, you know, or will Dusty leave him in to give up a, a huge hit? It'll be interesting to see. But I do I, – Long answer to your question, but I do think that uh, if they leave, or, or excuse me, if they lose, then yeah, Dusty will probably have to answer uh, for for the pitching management, which is usually what uh, you know the knock on him is. So yeah, yeah, especially because the Astros have a great bullpen, so I don't know why you would want to leave. You know, you don't, there's no need to yeah you're in for so long. And I'm watching because I'm watching this game, and you know I've watched Justin Verlander for for years. I mean, one of my favorite pitchers in baseball, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and this ain't dominant. It this ain't a dominant just uh, Verlander. This isn't dominant just a Verlander. This is um, just getting by Verlander. Um, you know, he's up. He has counts one, two, and he's walking people. And I don't care if it's Bryce, yep. I don't care if it's Shorber or whatever. Um, the Verlander who's going good, you don't you don't get to ball three. If you're down one, two. He's knocking you out. Yeah. Um, so it's not the same Verlander. So it's interesting. I'm interested to see. How long he goes with Verlander and guys are hitting the ball clean. Um, they just, they're just going right at they're they're right at infielders or right at outfielders. So I just want to see like yeah. you know what Dusty's going to do in this game because again the score dictates it's one one so it's not serious right. But it's still this, not this clean. This is probably yeah. Mm-hmm. This is uh, yeah. I mean I'm not going to make a prediction because I do think it's like pretty even. But I will say I do feel like whoever wins tonight is. Chances are, like if you were going to bet it, yeah. whoever wins tonight's probably going to win. Just because it's enough of, it seems to be enough of an even matchup yeah. that you know you wouldn't want to be in a position to have to win two in a row, regardless of where it's. I don't think the home field. I know Philly fans will probably tell you that their home field is the greatest. That's why I win. But I really, I, you know, but these both of these ballparks are small ballparks. They're both small, uh, exactly. Me, small. I agree. Yeah, that, 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 that work for like these lineups. Yeah. Like it's not like no, it, you know, no Philly's uh, weakness is their defense, but there, you know, it's not that this game, this series is in Dodger Stadium or some mm-hmm. more cavernous ballpark where that could be exposed. They're on these short porch, you know, things. That, so, I, I, you know, yeah, whoever wins this will probably win the series. Um, 
but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, Verlander, uh, just postseason hasn't been his friend. I, I think he has the worst ERA of like any starter with a, I, I maybe it was 60 innings. I can't remember the exact number of innings, um, in the world series. And, you know, if you remember as a Nats fan, he lost game two in game six yep. and Nashers could have won the series in game six. And, and I looked it up in 2017 when he, uh, pitched against the Dodgers, he lost game two in game six and, you know, the Astros could have won that series. So, so he doesn't really have a great world series track record. Um, maybe tonight he reaches, you know, but then, and even so far in the start, I mean, you know, he's already a pretty high pitch count. It looks like yeah. he's going five or six, you know, so yeah. yeah. Which we'll is, see. Yeah, yeah, which is good. With forces in hand, to be honest with you, I think he kind of needs to get him out. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. In your opinion, just from what you've been watching so far, who has the edge in the series? Uh, I like Philly. I mean, I don't know why. It's, it's. I mean, on paper, it should be the Astros. The Astros are a better team. Their bullpen, obviously, as you said, is is better. Um, it just seems like the Philly bats. They're just hot, and and they have. You know, when you look at that lineup and you know, Schwarber and Harper and Castellanos and, and like Hos, you know, Hoskins, but it's a pretty good lineup, yeah. like one through six. And, and they also just seem to have, they're just hot. I mean, you yeah. could, you watch enough baseball, you can tell when a lineup is hot. And I know they, they were not last night with no hitter, but over the, the larger sample size of the postseason, they've been pretty hot and they seem to have just enough pitching. Um, you know, if they win tonight, uh, Wheeler will pitch game six in Houston and his last outing wasn't great, but he was great. He's been great in every other outing this postseason. So I, I, I give the slight edge to the Phillies. Um, and also there's just something about the Astros. Uh, you know, they've been to the series a bunch and, you know, I mean, in every, they should have beaten the Nats, you know, on paper and they should have beaten the Braves on paper, but yeah. they didn't. It just seems like they're not, there's just something about that team that they don't quite get over the hump, especially, you know, after that cheating scandal and all that. And, uh, and, and also you have a, you know, I love Dusty. I have no ill will towards Dusty, but you know, he sort of has that rap too. He, yeah. he's never, you know, he was the manager of the Steve Bartman game and he could have won the world series in 20, uh, 2002. And he had, he had a five run lead. And uh, I think the six or seventh inning and just needed like nine more outs with a five run lead to win the world series yeah. and couldn't do it. And he, he's had, a, he's had a lot of, he's had a lot of rough games as a manager too. So with all that being said, I'm gonna, I'd, I'd pick Philly if you made me pick, but, um, I, there, there's no shocker either. I mean, you know, either of these teams could win. It seems like a pretty, pretty even matchup. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, and there's great, great, there's great stories. If you're a local, if you're a local Nats fan, there's great stories here. You know what I'm saying? For me, as an Oriole fan, like there's a great story. I like, I mean, Trey Mancini. Like I would love to have for him to have a to get a championship. Yeah, yeah. So there's good stories everywhere. If you're a Nats fan, you have the Dusty story. You have the Bryce story. There's so many. I mean, like you said, Kyle Schorber was here for a little bit, but. To me, I think I think he made his impact while he was here. So I feel like oh, he did, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. You got guys here. You have guys in this World Series where you kind of are rooting for all around the board. So I'm with you. But you know, you you. When I was trying to get you on this show, uh, you posed a good question, <laughs> a, a good topic actually. To be honest with you, um, you know, the Nats are going through this whole you know ownership change. Uh, the rumor is the rumor is that Ted Leonsis is probably going to be able to get the team. <clears throat> and you see what's happening here with the uh, the Washington Commanders with the news of Daniel Snyder. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, looks like there's a good chance he's selling the team. Um, so how, how, in your opinion, how did you, these two things marry each other? It's going to hurt the Nats. I mean, um, I, the Nats are in an interesting spot. Uh, 
where if if somehow they were able to get an ownership change approved in the next couple months, there would be a possibility that they could try to be somewhat of a player in free agency or, you know, do something. But the way it's looking, it was even before the commander's news, it was looking like it probably the ownership, uh, you know, said the sale wouldn't take place before free agency really took off. And now with the commanders on board and, you know, it's probably like, you know, all the big money that, you know, wants to own a team in DC, you know, they're, they're probably going to pause and say, Hey, could we afford ah, the commanders? You know, I mean, it's, okay. it's just, it's like, you know, when you look at, when you look Good at point. ratings tonight, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love baseball and football, but I guarantee you, uh, you know, we have the Texans playing the Eagles, which is, Oh, not the most compelling matchup. Nobody should be watching that. Yeah, game. we have. I guarantee you that's. You think, I guarantee you that's you gonna get real? higher. That's gonna get higher ratings. Yeah, I do. Than Game Five of the World Series. Oh, I doubt it. No, yeah, not that game. Not that game. I don't know, man. We should look. I bet you the NFL. All right, all right. The NFL's king in this country, and so so I think because <laughs> the NFL's king, I do think that you know everyone's gonna pause and sort of look to see like oh like you know. What about buying the commanders? And that might even include Ted Leonsis. I mean, we, it's just, you know, because of that crazy news uh, yesterday. You know, but, but see, like, you know, we've already heard that. Uh, I heard today it's like uh, Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z might make yeah, a bid. And, are. like, everyone's it. You know, know, like, it wouldn't shock me if, if, if Ted Leonsis is, you know, kind of moving along that. with the mass. And then maybe, maybe he stops and is like, oh, well, like, what about the football team? Because as everyone who's a fan of DC sports knows, um, if you could get that football team under some competent ownership oh, and maybe change the name one more, maybe change the name one more time. That would be the biggest, that would be like a, you know, huge, huge draw, you know, bigger than, than, than that. So it, it'll be interesting. I, I do think that in a weird way, um, you know, uh, Snyder and, and this whole, the timing of this is actually going to probably make the 2023 nap season, another lame duck season where they don't <laughs> spend money and like it's just another, you know, another rebuilding. They're definitely not going to go buy anything in free agency this year with with the ownership, uh, you know, in transition. And and now with another team in, in that city up for sale, I bet you, you know, as a Nats fan, I just want the ownership resolved before 2024. You know, to be honest. So so I do think it'll affect the Nats. Astros took the lead with a homer from Pena. They're up two one. Um, yeah. But to you know to this. So I, I thought about this. I thought about Ted Leonsis buying, buying, buying the, the Washington Commanders. But I also thought, like, you know what? Could he – how come he can't have – what if he tries to have all three? Could he do that? Could he afford that? Could he afford all three? I don't know. I, don't, I thought about I don't this. know if he – there might be – there might be rule. There used to be – like, I don't know. There used to be a rule about how many sports teams you could own. That might have changed. Okay. Like, I remember, like, when I was a kid in Atlanta when, like, Ted Turner was like the richest dude in the world or yeah. one of them. You know, I think he like tried to buy like every Atlanta team. And at, at a certain point, like one of the leagues was like, nah, dude, you can only like, we'll let you have like uh, two or three, but you I, can't have like four. You know, I don't know. But, but I, I don't know what the rules are, but um, yeah, no, I mean, if, if someone could buy the, the, I'm going to, I don't love the commander's name. I'm just going to call, I'm going to call them the football team. Yeah, cool. If someone hate, could I buy hate, the football team. I say it just because I was show. <laughs> No, I get it. I get you guys. You have to. Yeah, if someone could buy the football team and uh, get that ship moving in the right direction, everyone who's a DC sports fan knows yeah, that place would sell out and be. It would just go back to the way it was. Like we all know that. So, yeah, know. Um, so that has to be a really that that is like the uh, 
the bell of the ball. Like, you know, that is the, that is like the, the, the homecoming queen. If you're like some rich guy and you want to buy a team, that's, that's the team, you know, it, it really is. So, um, but I don't know if, I don't know if Ted, I don't, Ted to buy all four. I'm not sure. I, I, I think is 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 the, so I, the, the, the Jeff Bezos, who's got like more money than God and Jay-Z one. I was, I was, I'm kind of crossing oh. my fingers for that. That seems kind of fun. The thing about the Jeff Bezos thing is that one, he would have to sell the Washington Post. Like, I feel like you have to sell the Washington Post. Because there is no way yeah. that there's a conflict of interest. There would be like they wouldn't. Yeah, they yeah, wouldn't yeah, yeah. report correctly. You know what I mean? Like, like we we saw this with Snyder, right? When when he owned yeah. the radio station, so nobody would like talk bad about the team. So it's the same thing. Like, the, but you're, t- you're controlling the paper. Like the same story. So say something bad happens in the, you know something. Mm. Say something bad happens within the organization, right? Whatever, just like the same type of stuff that happened with Snyder. Are those same post reporters going to re- report the same thing? Probably not. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's a comp. I mean, it, it's been funny where since in Snyder's reign, it's been the other way where he, him, and the Post have been at odds yes, for exactly. like twenty years. Yeah. So, so like Snyder can't Snyder can't breathe without like a yeah. you know a, 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 a like a four page like super feature about yeah. a horrible person. Yeah, yeah so but but yeah, it would change. It, it would it would flip. It would flip if if Bezos owned it and he's still in the Post. Then you know all you would get would be uh, love stories. But it's we. Yeah, but if that that he probably would have to, but it's weird. I don't know that, that that's a really super interesting uh, potential scenario because I do think some part of like DC sports media and DC sports fandom, we all like love to to read all these stories about how dysfunctional the teams are. I mean, oh, like for it'll, it'd be it'd be for uh, for uh, you know X skins commanders football team report. I mean, literally all the all of those reporters for twenty. Five thirty years have been writing about how horrible everything this is. is. True. All that—that's like the whole shtick. <laughs> so it'll be interesting if it changes. It, you know, it'd be interesting if it changes. Like, you know, it, it, it'd be like you know, if, if like having to learn a new song if you were yeah. like a rock musician or so. You know what I mean? It, it's like it would have to be a completely different tone of coverage. It'd be it, it'd be interesting to see if the media, you know, on the new owner, they go in about how this one. Because sometimes I feel like as a Nats fan. The the learners have been treated unfairly, and they have though, I mean, and they because have. because all, all of all of the all of the the DC media is so used to covering Snyder in a certain way yeah. that it's like oh you know it's like the Nats or it's like anytime the Nats didn't sign anyone they tried to make it like it was the like skins a, the, you know yeah, and like how like a circus and and you're like oh but like we were like you know at the top of the division for almost a decade and won a World Series yeah. it's not quite the same you know but but anyway it'll be interesting that's it's, I know. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about baseball, but yeah, yeah no, it's no, an interesting. It, yeah, no, you're right. No, you're right. And then the the only team that doesn't get that type of flack is the is the Capitals. <laughs> 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 the only team that doesn't yeah. get that kind of flack is the Capitals. The Capitals are okay every, every which way. Um, they were okay when they weren't yeah, winning, and, uh, when they weren't winning the championship. Then when they won the championship, then then now they got full car block. They can do whatever they need to do. They don't. No one. Is like oh man, the caps are down. Like oh, they got us. They got us a Stanley Cup. We're okay. We're, we, we can still live off of this for a minute. <laughs> yeah, and, and the Wizards, no one really. They never crushed. They, uh, you know, I mean, we all like know that Ernie Grunfeld being yeah, the exactly. GM for like fifteen years exactly. was, was a bad idea. But like no, but they don't get killed every day. In Not the at all. The way that no one cares about the Wizards. That, yeah, Not, yeah, that extremely. No one cares about yeah. the Wizards. The, people care. Yeah. I would argue to say, well, the Nets coming to town, but I would argue to say, like obviously, like. The Commanders, Redskins—they are like the team in this area, right? But I would argue to say, like oh, the Capitals, yeah. the Capitals are like the second team, and no one is really blast the Capitals. I was like going, like 
that Capitol parade was insane. Like it was insane. Like it was yeah. crazy. Like, and I've and, and even going to Caps games, period, without them winning a Stanley Cup or whatever. Like that that fan base is rabid. Like it is in, like yeah. Capitals, and it's been like that ever since I was a kid. Like so, I, it's consistent. It's always been consistent. So, but to your point, yeah. to your point. They don't get that ownership crap though. <laughs> like they don't get the same. They don't get that type of chaos. You know what I mean? That type of chaos. So, to your point, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I hope Ted buys the Nats. To be honest, because mm. it's the one I know that some people don't, but I do because he he always spent. I mean, he gave Bradley Beal a quarter of a billion dollars. I mean, he's a fine player, but he's certainly not. You know, it's it's like the you know if the Nats just had an owner that would spend up to the salary cap and then every so often give a star a mega deal. Like, especially with baseball having 14 playoff teams now, I mean, that probably means the Nats are in the playoffs almost every year, like the caps and the difference. And as we're watching the world series, Philly was like one of the last, they were just Philly would have even been in the playoffs last year. You know, like they got in, it's the seventh seed or whatever, you know? So I love it. It's, Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely like I, I you know, just it, baseball is a little easier. Just just spend some money and you probably can make the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and then you got you have to be good management, good managers, and people who run your bullpen. There's so much into baseball. Yes, yes. That's one, that's yeah, one thing yeah. about baseball is that yeah, you're right. You spend some money, you can be you can be you can make yourself a postseason team, but also. Man, good magic can get you so far. Can get you so far. I just, I just, I'm just a firm believer yes. in that. I saw that with. I saw that with Buck Mark. The reason I saw that with uh, Buck Showalter in Baltimore, I saw it. I was like, that's when I knew, like, that's what management, that's what good managers do. Like, you can have, compared to the Red Sox, the Yankees, I'm just using my team, for example, the Red Sox, the Yankees, whose payroll is insane. And all you got to do mm-hmm. is develop a couple, a few guys, um, and, and, and them, you know, they show out. But if you can manage your team correctly, man. Insane, man. Insane what you can do with yeah. if you're a good manager. But hey, Kev, man, it's great having you on. Before I let you go, make sure make sure you tell our fo- folks how they can follow you on Twitter and how they can catch your content and how they can listen to your, you know, I know you, you still do the Talk Nats podcast, right? Do you still do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Talk about the that. podcast, we... <laughs> not, wait, 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 a lot of baseball tweets and, and among other things. And then, uh, yeah, talk Nats. It's at talk Nats on Twitter. And then it's just talknats.com And it's a great community for Nats fans. And it's really in depth. I mean, you know, no knocks on like your traditional media, but, but talk Nats is where you go when you want like a little deeper dives on prospects. You want like a little bit more of a nerdy baseball conversation. Um, it's a great place for that. And also a great community. You see kind of the same posters more or less every day. You make fr- I mean, I've like gone to games, like made like said hi to dudes, like, you know, that's <laughs> talk awesome. to you on that's that. You know, it's, awesome. it's just like, like great, that. great community, great community. So definitely check it out. And, and it's a very welcoming community. So awesome. we welcome new people there for sure. I love it. I love it. So what, how, so all right, I'm going to ask you a quick Nats question then. So, yeah. How far do you think it'll take the Nets to get to the situation to the World Series? Like, you know, for this new crop of Nets. I'm I'm putting on my playoff deposit for. Uh, I I think like I think uh, this 2023 is going to be not good. It'll okay. be better than last year. They'll win more. They'll win more than 55 games. Um, 
my guess like next year they'll still probably be bad because the ownerships didn't flex but i'm hoping like if they won 70 next year i'd be fine with that okay. that'd be like great um I think 24 is when it's going to start to happen. At that point, they'll have a new owner and then there'll be some, you know, at that point you hope guys like Ruiz and CJ Abrams who are already on the team, they're like starting to become stars. You hope guys like some of the pitching like Gray and Kate Cavalli, um, you know, uh, and obviously Mackenzie Gore, who we got from San Diego. At that point, you're hoping those guys, or they may not be ones, but you're hoping they're like solid mid rotation guys. And at that point too, Corbin's going to be off the books. Okay. And you know, if, if if you have uncle Ted, if you got a new owner and he wants to spend, <laughs> make it, you know, if you, if, if you buy, by like 24, if you buy a, a starting pitcher and maybe one or two like big bats, then that's like a playoff team. And then I think, you know, the future starts getting really bright because I mean, they, so they got uh, Robert Hassel from San Diego and James Wood, who are like really uh, high end, uh, you know, or, or uh, outfield prospects with high ceilings. And then also they drafted Elijah Green. You know, you could have a potentially like devastatingly scary uh, outfield in terms of hitting by like 25, 24, 25, somewhere in there. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, I think the future's bright, you know, and they also, they obviously were the worst team in baseball this year. They'll, they'll be a draft lottery, but they won't pick any lower than six and they have a chance at one. Um, so, you know, and they probably won't be good next year either. So, you know, between the draft picks, some of the prospects they got back for Soto and the fact that there are really only two guys on the team making money, Strasburg and Corbin, and, and Corbin only has two more years left. I think the Nats window is going to be pretty big and pretty exciting 24, 25 for sure. If they're not good by 25, I'll be depressed. But I, I think they'll both start to be good by 24. I think, but I wouldn't expect much. Now. I think next year is going to be another clunker for sure. Yeah. All right. Don't be depressed, man. I don't need you depressed. I like you too much. <laughs> hey, Kev, th- <laughs> hey, Kev, thanks for being on, man. Appreciate you, my man. All right. Thanks, Wally. Thanks always for having me. Man, appreciate any, it. Anytime, man. All right. All right, that, cool. all right. Cool. Again, that is Kevin Nibley. Uh, from Talk Nats, and you can find Kev on uh, on Twitter at at k underscore nibbly, and Talk Nats is at Talk Nats. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, t- also follow us on Twitter at Urban Sports Scene, IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Amplifier Media, at AmplifierMedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier shows as well as other great content. Hey, I appreciate I appreciate you all for tuning into the show. This has been a dope show. I appreciate Karita Parks. I, cre- I appreciate uh, Kevin Nibley for being on. They were dope. They helped us do the darn thing. Another banger. Wish the homies Will T and Ray Jeezy were here, but they weren't. But, but I appreciate Karita and Kev for holding down with me. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Say for ages. Yuri Deuces, a mega. Do me a favor, bro. What? What? Lead us out, big homie. Peace.